Hey, everybody, before we get started, we already have an epically long episode, but I have a quick announcement to make, which is that we are accepting sponsorships again starting tomorrow. I guess depending on when you listen to this, it could be in the past, could be in the future. The important thing is that it is time for another month of sponsorships. So for those who don't know, every few months we try to hand over the keys to the podcast to a few lucky and generous listeners, and they sponsor topics. So the way it works is you'll get to pick the, the the topic that you want us to cover. It can be something big that you think we've missed, or it can be something super obscure. Uh, and you also get to suggest games and guests and anything else that you want us to cover. So all you have to do is apply for a sponsorship. So for a 24-hour window, starting January 25th, it's Thursday at noon Pacific time. You have 24 hours until Friday at noon Pacific time. Uh, you have 24 hours to fill out an application. You suggest the topic and you also make your case for it. So you can ask for bonus points for having applied before and being turned down, for subscribing to the mailing list, for being a meat buddy, obviously, uh, for anything else. You could, you make the case, you make the argument, and based on that and then a m- good mix of topics, we will pick uh, four or five sponsorships for the month of February, and you'll get more information. So go to read-weep.com slash sponsor, fill out an application, and we will get back to you very shortly. That's read-weep.com slash sponsor slash sponsor we really appreciate everybody who has sponsored in the past and who will sponsor this time around it really is uh, one of the things that keeps us able to keep producing this content that you for some reason consume so redemption becomes our sponsor uh for a 24-hour period starting on january 25th at noon pacific and now on to this great episode about ben hur Goats and Jehovah Meat Suits, welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about big old movies about Jesus. Uh, always have been, always will be. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I have a great panel today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Portland, Oregon. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Excited to be here. I really hope this walking deus ex machina shows up eventually and solves some of our problems that I, I mean, keep it, hearing wait, about. Like, you know? I, I assume you mean Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's Jesus. like Deus ex Deus, right? What? Well, I, De- I was going exactly. to call him Jesus ex machina. But he's like, he's actually the Deus in, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. I, I forgot. I was going to do another joke, but I forgot it. So I said that lame one instead. Uh, what I was going to say. <laughs> that was pretty good. As my, what I was going to say as my opening joke was, uh, uh, please hold for an eight minute overture while I throw this. <laughs> that was mine. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we will also play uh, intra-act music later, just uh, between <laughs> discussions. Also joining us today, she's at Amandable on Twitter uh, in Boston. It's Amanda Lenbach. Uh, hi, I used to be owned, but I'm still in love with you. <laughs> Man, even even like uncomfortable power dynamic romances pale in compared to this un- uncomfortable power dynamic romance for me. <laughs> I would rather a lot. she work for him because this is super creepy. Yeah. yeah. I would like uh. to gift you my future and kiss you on the mouth. How do you feel? You, you don't think it's adorable when someone takes your little symbol of oppression and makes it like a cute ring he wears forever? <laughs> you don't think that's an adorable thing? Yeah, like, oh, here, I, let I mean, me take this it. thing that literally mocks you as a slave, and now I'm going to wear it, because like, now I'm a slave. Get yeah. it? <laughs> I'm going to wear your shackles, ironically. Well, it's especially, it's especially romantic hipster. when you 
send her to go marry someone else. But I think that's also, like, he didn't <laughs> stop it. He's just like, I'm going to make out with you, but then give you away. Because, you know. But she saves herself for him. Almost yeah. like she's not like, capable of having he- intimacy <laughs> because of the way he- <laughs> She was raised. Uh, anyway, also joining us, uh, she's at Abusive Lisa on Twitter in Queens, New York. It's Lisa Battle. Um, I just want to make some statements. One is I'm anti-slavery, okay. just in general, from this movie. But Bold. I'm pro brush broom hats. Okay. So, <laughs> just thought you should know. They okay. are pretty I, badass. Yeah. I appreciate that you're anti-slavery. I do like that this movie <laughs> was mostly about... Uh, it was a... It was a, a Jewish man who owned slaves. It wasn't the normal Egypt Jewish story that we hear. There's like multiple levels of people owning mm-hmm. slavery in this movie. Really complicated but that whole issue. But then he's the slave, yeah. and then he realizes that slavery is bad. I guess, yeah, it's like he's a slave, but he's like so cool, he's going to overcome that, which no one else gets to in the movie. So there's some real privilege, too, well, to his story. Well, you know, he just mansplained his way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also saw Jesus once. It's unclear. I actually think the main reason... He knows that guy. <laughs> yeah, the main reason he's okay is because he happens to be right about gods and the his captors are wrong. So that's what helps. Yeah. He, he knows the, the actual correct God. Anyway, this is episode number 425 of the program. We've now done as many episodes as the number of degrees at which Papa Murphy's pizza should be baked. That's I can I can confirm that fact. Someone who recently made a Papa Murphy's pizza. You did very true. Yeah. Uh, did it work out? Yeah, it worked out great. Yeah. Did you know that if the uh, the Portland Trailblazers are ahead at the four twenty five mark of the game, the next day you can say go Blazers at a Papa Murphy's and get a large Alex, pizza for just four twenty five. Alex, I got a question for you. Yeah. Why the fuck do you think I was motivated to go buy a Papa Murphy's pizza the other day? <laughs> Was it? Wait, do you guys still get chalupas? No, they is do. Is that a thing um, anymore? No, they give out uh, some kind of oh, Burger King e- meal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get 100 points, oh, I, think it's a, I, I think it's a McDonald's or a Burger King sandwich. But yeah, it's no yeah, longer. It's like a breakfast sandwich, too. Guys, yeah. there's nothing yeah. better than a whole crowd chanting chalupa. It was great. No. And, and nobody wanted the chalupas. They just liked the idea of it. Uh, oh no! I made an entire meal out of it once. We got did? so we went in and out a bunch of times. So we got five different chalupa <laughs> coupons, and then we went down the highway and went to five different Taco Bell. For those of you who are not, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Wait, you didn't just use the five different fake mustaches you, you used for the get no. the coupons to uh, no, use the chalupa? No, it was a progressive meal. Oh, okay, I, yeah. So if you don't know, this is uh, if the Trailblazers get over a hundred points in a home game. Every stadium has like a hundred point thing where they give some coupons but ours was chalupas for a long time and so the crowd would get really into it um yeah. uh oh i what we always saw is i saw a lot of people who got chalupa coupons would give them out to homeless people later which seemed like the best <laughs> use of it was like taco bell is accidentally helping feed needy people okay through this really yeah. disgusting sports thing um also these are only valid at, uh, by the way the the go blazers uh, pepperoni pizza is only valid in the Baker, Clackamas, Clark, Clatsop, Columbia, Cowlitz, Gilliam, Grant, Hood River, Lincoln, Lynn, Marion, Multnomah, Polk, and Sherman locations. So you're cool. Oh. Trust yeah. me. That's that's most of them. You know what I can I tell you what the main no, the main reason why we went. So we yeah. had a we had a Blazers game and we, we saw that and we're like, we should do that. But we also for Christmas we got a pizza stone. 
and Ooh. I was like, this will give us a chance to use it. Yeah. And you don't, because it's a Papa Movies pizza. You need to cook it on the paper thing. But uh. like, I cooked it on the pizza stone, on the paper tray, yeah. and I was like, that's going to do something. That's going to make it better. Did it make the crust better? <laughs> I don't know. It tastes like Papa Movies pizza. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I was going to say for my transition, speaking of things that'll feel like it's taking a long time, and the end, you'll be disappointed. This week, <laughs> we're talking about Ben-Hur. The 42-hour-long film uh, from 1959, <laughs> starring Charlton Heston, adapted from an 1880 novel, Ben-Hur, A Tale of the Christ, the first ever book to be blessed by the Pope, fun fact. Not book, first ever novel. He, he blessed, he likes Bibles. Um, uh, also was the best-selling novel of all time for 40 years until Gone with the Wind came out. Uh, it, the film won 11 Oscars in 1959, <laughs> including Best Picture, Director, Actor, Supporting Actor, Music, <laughs> Color, like everything. Just ran the table. Yeah, it actually won for a really long time. It had the record for most Did it Oscars, just not have right? a lot of competition? <laughs> I don't I, know. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, it's sort of like, the, uh, my, my wife said it was probably the, it's like the Titanic of the time. It was like, you did so much that we're going to honor it. Not because we liked it, but like, you did a lot. I mean, just A for effort. Yeah, yeah. Even if you get eleven Oscars, that's one Oscar for every ten thousand horses. So it's I don't know, oh god, I think so true. Within how many movies were in this movie? Like there were some Oscar movies. Like there was maybe five movies in this movie. Right, so sure. I think. Oh yeah, I think the music was pretty good. The music like, was. It was the longest <laughs> yeah. score ever written at the time, and it's supposed. Huh. It's I can't remember his name. Forty-two anymore. hours is it's a long. Forty-two time, hour long so. score. Yeah. <laughs> It's also on number 72 on AFI's 100 movies list um which I think is really interesting. Uh so it's it's a thing it's a thing you're told you have to see. But though that's not the reason we're watching it. We're watching it because this is Jantiquity. As we always say, out with the old, in with the old. It's Jantiquity. Uh so this is our third sword and sandals movie for Jantiquity and uh this is the first I would say classic that we watched, right? We watched Hercules the animated movie. Uh, and we watched Gladiator, which is like also a best picture. So we got two of those. Yeah, I, I'd say Gladiator is a classic. It's a much new. It can't be a classic from like five years ago. <laughs> sure, you can. Yeah, you can. I'd oh. say the. I'd say we have classics all the time. I saw Phantom Thread two days ago. Classic. What? How do you like that, Alex? <laughs> I just uh, feel like you used the word no, more wrong like, as a way to show me. A <laughs> uh, hundred years from now, people are going to be like, Phantom Thread's a great movie. Right? Yeah. So I feel that way about found it. It's, 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 it's already a classic. I can say that. <laughs> I, I definitely think this movie is interesting. That's my overall takeaway from this movie. I don't know if it is a good movie, but it is. Sur- I'm glad we. Or I, well, I'm not interesting. It's really boring. Um, in the feel of it, but I think the movie itself is interesting. Um, these movies, as always, are voted by our meat buddies. If you want to become a meat buddy, you can help. Uh, we we pick the theme for the month, and you can help vote on the topics. Read.com/slash/meatbuddies, and even a small donation allows you full rights and privileges. Um, so, guys, the bulk of the show, I'm going to do a summary, and since the summary is going to take the whole show, just <laughs> jump in and and talk along as we go, because there won't really be time for any other segments. We just got so much to cover. <laughs> Wait, uh, are we gonna do a hand raise? Because I actually kind of liked this movie. Oh I mean, shit! Apart from the racism, yeah, yeah I enjoyed myself. I was actually I, watching the whole time. <laughs> I'm exactly with you. I was gonna. I was just gonna say I felt bad for all the uh, snook I'm holding, hearing because I thought this movie was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I, I actually. Yeah, I, was, I said fucking great. Like what? during. Yeah. I I thought I thought I was so surprised by how much I I thought this movie held up. 
Um, yeah. I, I loved it. I don't. Okay. I, oh man. Oh, I mean, you can cut definitely two hours. You can cut. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it, but there's parts that were moving. I don't know how I can just forgive a three hour and forty minute film. There's just no part of me <laughs> that is going to let that go. And if it was three hours and forty minutes, but it it clicked i'd be like well you couldn't cut any of these things they're necessary but most of the plot does not matter there's so many things that have nothing to do with the story that you, uh, you see that's kind of what i like i like the epicness too i like that it's a three yeah. hour and 45 minute movie <laughs> that's like long and sprawling two and a half and like, hours it would feel epic like that would be yeah, a sprawling <laughs> movie they make they still make two and a half hour epics i was excited to see something that was almost four hours i just couldn't believe <laughs> The, oh, yeah. Like, like we hadn't been to the that we hadn't been to the moon Jesus yet, return. and they were making this. Like it's just insane. I okay. I will, uh, Amanda. I want to get you in here. What is your What is your hand raise? What's your thought? Uh, my thought is that this is the Count of Monte Cristo with Jesus. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> like that's Fair what enough. this movie is. It's <laughs> all oh look, we love this guy, and something bad and totally random happens to him, and then he just spends. 800 pages getting revenge <laughs> in the most ridiculous and improbable ways. And like, I love the Count of Monte Cristo. Like I've actually read the book. I have sat through all those like 2000 fucking pages. Um, this, this, is this movie that. did not give me that feeling. Mm. All right. All right. I man, I definitely think there's some brilliant things in it. I think there's like as, as a movie making project, it's the most yes. impressive thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. For sure. That's I'm, what I kept doing, just yeah. being like, wow, that there's so many damn horses. How did there they are, make this? And they're all horses. So good. If you made this now, there'd be one horse and a bunch of yes. cartoons. And <laughs> this was horses. That there there were ten thousand extras. The or the for the Yeah. I mean, we have so much to talk about, but I like the for the the famous the thing that everybody talks about the 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 iconic part of this movie is this horse race and mm-hmm. Charlton Heston is just learned how yeah. to ride a chariot. He just studied chariot racing for three hours a day for six months and then raced a chariot. Like that is in- insane. And if you did this I, now, I am, it would just be a cartoon. Yeah. I'm impressed by the skill involved with it. Yes. And it's a very beautiful looking movie, yes. but the plot is oh, just, just dry. Awful. Yeah. It's dry. <laughs> I mean, it goes on I, for too long. I got so much housework done. <laughs> the the oh, uh technic- yeah the technicolor like pop of the film the yeah. use of, like like how much like this was like i was thinking how much uh, while watching this like in 2018 you see like so uh, most movies are in widescreen almost mm-hmm. all of them and so many of them are bad at that format and this was like the third movie in widescreen and they just fucking nailed it yep. they just like used That's the true. frame yeah. so well and every inch of the frame is covered it's uh, okay. it's just but, such an but, impressive thing but anthony just just flip side <laughs> blackface Oh god. Just to keep the yeah. conversation flowing. Oscar winning Oscar winning blackface. blackface. Yes. I that, know, is, I, that is a true statement. I have yeah, that's to look not that great. up just, just to see it. Like, <laughs> I'll give you that. Like Welsh? The guy's Welsh. Come on. He's, yeah. uh, Come from on. Welsh. <laughs> uh, um the uh the other thing that's really interesting to me, because we just watched uh the my wife and I watched the Ten Commandments recently, not for the show, but for fun. And uh, just for you know, for God, yeah, just yeah. The- <laughs> yeah <for> God. <laughs> um, well, I could never remember the middle three 
Uh, so we had to watch the whole movie for it just to get those middle commandments. But well, you got to remember, honor thy mother and father is number five because that is the, the from the spiritual law into the real world law. That's the transition of the Ten Commandments. You know what? <laughs> the, Explain that again. The the first four laws of the Ten Commandments are uh, like things okay. like you do not do. Right, like, right, Don't kill people. Don't worship other gods. And then like the back four are like social constructs. Right. And honor thy mother and father is like the bridge okay. in between those You're making an actual the- theological point. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did not pay attention <laughs> in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I it's, was very confused like, through most of this movie because I... No, nothing. Well, literally nothing I, about the Bible. God, God built the Ten Commandments like Prince built albums. You know, like every track listing was there for a reason. Okay, you know? so two things about that. Number one, that's belied by the fact that there are not actually ten in any of the biblical passages. There's just these big chunks, and it, you only get ten by separating them in weird ways. And different translations have different numbers. So I think that theory is a little suspect. Number two, Look, Alex. When legend becomes fact, you print the legend. You know what I mean. And we're talking about here's Christianity. And that's here's like number, the number two, one. though, Anthony. The fact that honor thy father and mother is in the top five, and they never thought to mention don't rape, really makes me think that this list was made by dads. Because there's no way father and mother should be above. There's a lot of shitty things you can do that are not disallowed, but you got to be nice sense. to your parents. That's because God is our, our big, you know, Sky Daddy. Yeah, he's Super Daddy. Yeah, Sky Daddy. <laughs> yes, this is a list from Sky Daddy to really reinforce the power of current Earth Daddies. Is what Alex, I can you do me a favor one more time and just say Sky Daddy no, again a nope. little bit slower? No. <laughs> <laughs> just give it to me one more time, buddy. So, Benjamin Hur is uh <laughs> judah ben-hur judah, judah ben-hur <laughs> judah benjamin Hur is a prince of <laughs> jerusalem uh a small town in the crap part of the roman empire his childhood best friend masala has just come back to town uh because he's uh now become a roman tribune which of course you guys know is, is a military position below legate but above centurion mm-hmm. right indeed Can- so but I-, I don't think they're just friends they were lovers Yes, that's absolutely. Yeah. That is that is one yeah. of my notes. Oh my god, Wait, the homoeroticism. Yeah, yeah. and I, that's like written in the script. What? But yeah. Charleston Heston didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> Charleston Heston didn't know, but Boyd did. <laughs> what? So Boyd was acting. Yeah, Boyd that was makes playing so that sense. they used to be lovers, and Heston was not. And later, when Boyd like let that Boyd is the guy who played Masala. Mm-hmm. Um, later, when that like was released to Heston, like was furious so even even the screenwriter and the director had agreed that the subtext was that they were lovers what because in rome that would make sense my mind is blown just like the the way that he looks at ben-hur is is very like it makes so much sense yeah that's a great (laughs) i like that reading of this a lot i also like the that charlton heston the homophobe was tricked into doing that Yes. Yeah, he, he wasn't aware it was a love story when it was, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, that is it's super amazing. <laughs> but yeah, this, I don't this... get why he doesn't do that because he touches everyone in the movie. Like, just way too much touching. Yeah. Face touching. Just like when he meets somebody, just petting their Even face. Even when he's hanging out in the leprosy All village, of those still oiled hanging. bodies. Yeah. <laughs> the oiled bodies were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote down so much Roman oiled skin. It's nice. <laughs> it's That's like, nice. 
so You're we're so shiny. We're still on point color. one of this forty-two hour film, just so you guys know. Anthony, do you you were trying to get one more thing in there? Oh, I was just gonna like say like that was you know the idea of that being like an important plot point is so like when you think about that opening scene of like they get together and the first thing they do is throw spears. It's just like, uh, yes. I get what they're doing here. <laughs> well, I, I've got that note too. Really? Like, <laughs> we'd be more obvious. <laughs> I I mean, yes, you could be more obvious because I didn't get it. So maybe oh. if they just had the spears touch in the tips, I would have gotten <laughs> if it. If it was, it was sword fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So his childhood best friend slash former lover, Masala, has left town, made good in the Roman Empire, come back. Uh, he's now a tribune. Um and during that time, he really drank the Kool-Aid on Rome and its dopeness. And so he assumes, hey, best friend slash ex-boyfriend, I'm sure you're going to be super excited to help sell out your people to the conquerors who I work for now. And oddly enough, BH isn't into that plan at all. So Masala is like real sad that his, his lover won't sell out his people. So he decides the only thing to do is to frame BH for attempted murder of a governor based on a Wait. roof shingle. Yes. Right, yeah. It is his fault for not securing your roof shingles. Like, well, it's the like, yeah. roofer's Always fault. Always secure your roof tiles. It was a, I mean, a if, bad no, contractor. If, if the mailman slips on the ice outside my front property, that's my fucking fault, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's on me. I gotta, I gotta make sure my fault. shit's secure. Yeah. I don't think that... I don't agree with that. I think the mailman's gotta walk more carefully. But so you, I'm, yeah, no, so no, no, do Anthony I. Anthony goes to the galley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right. So, Anthony, you and uh, BH, uh, straight to the to become a galley slave, rowing war boats around the Mediterranean. and uh, But on the way, you're in luck, because on the way the jesus is going to give you a drink of water so that's pretty cool well, just the back of his head yeah. i love that you identify <laughs> jesus by his amazing hair <laughs> yeah. yeah they they chose not to show his face in the whole movie it is uh you see at the back of his head and his beautiful flowing hair and then later just they have just a black smudge over his face which is less beautiful yeah that I, was what crazy. are they saying with that because like when the slave driver sees jesus's face i don't know if he wants to vomit <laughs> or if he's like back. oh like, that's what it is really jesus is a saying. messed up face <laughs> yeah he was young he had real bad acne yeah never oh, about that. so that's why they skip from they skip from 12 to 30 in the bible yeah it's just bad acne no one <laughs> story. no nobody wants to worship pizza face jesus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, if we did show titles, it would be Nobody Wants to Worship Peace of Face Jesus. Uh, uh, so he's meet the Jesus. That's pretty exciting. Uh, but then he's on the boat and he's rowing away for a couple of years. And he still maintains his uh, uh, attractiveness and his uh, surprisingly confident eyes. So even while he's rowed to this boat machine. And so he makes friends with Quintus Arius, the consul. Now, a consul, of course, as you know, is below senator, but it's above precept. Bonus he's fa- my favorite. This guy is my favorite. That whole part was my favorite. He's kind of oh, interesting. Yeah. The nihilist Roman. Oh my god, that, that was my favorite line. I had to write it down. Uh, it's a strange, stubborn faith you keep to believe that existence has a purpose. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he's super that nihilist when he's talking to his slaves. He offers to make BH his uh, trainee in uh, in the gladiatorial arts. And uh, and and Benjamin's like, nah, man, I got I got Jesus. Uh, he'll he'll get he'll get around to taking me out of this place. Um, oh, bonus fun fact about consuls though. So consuls like this really funny job that uh, it, that is like it's sort of like it's it's sometimes elected, but frequently just uh, 
named for no reason. People just like give their friends the job, um, including Emperor Caligula wanted to make his horse a console, but he died before he could finish the <laughs> process. So, real sad for that horse. Can, Good to know. Can I tell you my favorite thing I apparently learned about Roman culture for yeah, the movie? Please. Is that yeah. the nicer your job is, the frizzier your push broom hat is, apparently. <laughs> like, I, oh, I, yeah. I assumed it would be the other way. I assumed that when you got the job, like, they would give you a messy-ass push broom hat and be like... <laughs> You're going to get one new straight strain every time you get a promotion. Oh, yeah. Like your a, shit's yeah. going to be clean and tight. Yeah. But no, it's the opposite. Like, you get a clean and tight hat, and, like, for every promotion, someone comes and, like, ruffles your hat. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. That makes sense. It's because you're it's, busy. They, you're working. They have a very <laughs> solemn hat ruffling ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like being knighted. Yeah. <laughs> And I imagine during that ceremony, all of the men are just oiled and shirtless. Just dipped in olive oil. (laughs) You can't throw a rock without hitting the oiled man around there. Trust me. I mean, the thing is, they must must smell delicious, right? Oh, they do. (laughs) Oh. I was going to say, did you guys like the different speeds um, of of attacking like i didn't realize that those boats yeah. had all those different speeds i was super it's a, it's a excited to know if there's going to be any more yeah right <laughs> well it's like a t- so there's battle speed yeah. attack speed, speed and then ramming speed right. yeah which also is kind of sexual and then there's normal speed and and, and uh, neutral I, I thought there might be turbo but they didn't get to it i i was <laughs> curious what the uh beats per measure on like those different <laughs> speeds, though, what the actual for like, the musical tempos, though, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that is a very learnable fact that we didn't check. That's, we could <laughs> yeah. solve that. Yeah. I, I've been I mentioned on the last uh, I think at every podcast so far uh, of this month that I've been playing the new Assassin's Creed game, which takes yes. place in Egypt, you have uh, and that. it's it's just been it's been like all all these like things showing up and there's a series of missions that take place in that type of boat that ben Hur is oh, yeah. on and they yeah. do the drum thing for speed uh and i like the first every time i play those missions i'm like this is really fun then i was watching the movie and i was like there are slaves underneath my boat oh no <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't even thought about that you just thought it was a motorboat with a cool yeah. drum track I had, I hadn't thought of it. I hadn't actually crunched the numbers on the human cost of what I was doing. Yeah. All right, ramming speed. So I just lost like, the slaves too. So if if the ship goes down, they all die. It's, it's yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta be like, where's the release their chains button? Where's that mission? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so uh, it gets back to the movie fact. So uh, that scene. I mentioned the Ten Commandments before we got off that tangent. And the one thing about the Ten Commandments is that there are a couple of things like the parting the Red Sea and the fire bush that just look stupid. Just just <laughs> terrible and do not hold up as technology. And one thing that's cool about this movie is that I think all of the effects or like 99% of the effects hold up really well. And the mm-hmm. best one, I think, was the, the ship battle because that was all done in miniatures. And if I hadn't yeah. known that, I was like, these are boats crashing into each other. These are yeah. well Aww. done miniatures. Oh, Alex, that's sweet. You didn't think that? I thought they looked like miniatures. No, they were very clearly like pew pew little tiny ships. Great, (laughs) like toy boats. Oh man, weird. Maybe your TV is better than mine. (laughs) I guarantee you, Alex. I don't know what their TVs are like, but they're better than yours. I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your TV. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) I don't know. I thought they tell because like the fire that they shoot at each other is 
abnormally large. Well, that's true. Uh, I okay. Also, okay. How about this then? They did actually build like full scale working seaworthy boats to have the big shots on. Yeah, they were just in a boat they that's, made. That is badass. They yeah. just found the, plans in museums and then built the boats. Oh the, my God. Like, can you imagine having that job? Yeah, yeah. that That'd would be cool. especially if you're an ancient boat <laughs> yeah. builder fanatic, <laughs> which there are. Yeah, this is a dream job. <laughs> well, so he is, uh, he's being a galley slave and he's doing pretty good. Um, and uh, because uh, his God, the God of the Jews, is the correct God and the Romans are wrong <laughs> about gods, <laughs> um, during a battle with pirates, uh, BH is not chained to the deck like the other slaves because he was like, he winked at Quintus. And so Quintus is like, sure, don't chain that guy. And then what a good thing that he did that because BH jumps out frees all the slaves, saves Quintus's life with a well-placed dagger, not a metaphor, and then um, dives into uh, the ocean and saves Quintus. And then Quintus tries to stab himself because nothing matters. Life is meaningless. No, but it's also because you later find out, which is why it's a really, really good movie, yeah. that his son had died. So oh, I thought the whole reason why he was nihilistic was because his he was fighting for the empire, but it didn't matter because his own son was dead. Yes, the the other reason he wanted to kill himself though was because he thought that his side had lost the he battle and he didn't want yeah. to go back and yeah. be court martialed. And then he finds out. Well, so he tries to stab himself, and then BH saves him from himself, which is also great. Um, and he's like, "I have to keep you alive to keep this ship afloat," which was like a do- piece of door they were on, like Titanic style. Um, but <laughs> and well, they both fit. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So th- I thought that too. I was sitting there going, damn it, Rose, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the Mythbusters about that door, by the way? Yeah. Yep. I think that's one of what, one of my yeah. favorite things they ever did. Anthony, did you see that? <laughs> I don't believe I did. No. So they did it. They they just did measurements of the door from Titanic and its buoyancy, and they definitely could fit two people on it. <laughs> and then they had James Cameron over, and they showed him it, and he was like, "Well, then we just made the prop too big. The point of the story is there's not room on the door. So that's the mess up was the props, not like Rose being a monster. And I thought <laughs> it was like it was such a good point because we just spent like an hour over analyzing this part of a movie for this stupid point, and then you get the filmmaker, and he was like. Sure, simple mistake, but the point of the movie. <laughs> yes. I thought it was really, I thought it was solid. Um, anyway, so, okay, we're getting close to the uh, two-hour mark and no end in sight. So, uh, <laughs> because of all that life-saving, uh, Benjamin gets promoted from galley slave to son. Uh, so, Quintus, <laughs> Quintus Arias takes him back, teaches him to drive chariots, and then is like, you're my son now. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, like you do yeah it's because he just has this innate knowledge of horses which is why he's able to mansplain to someone who already knows a lot about horses what he should do with his fucking horses it's um, yeah and we never see him on a horse before that so he must just yeah really yeah god whispers in his ear about how to handle horses but so he becomes this (laughs) famous racehorse guy and he gets a new dad and um He's living a great life, but then he kind of misses his family, his original family. So he goes, his real mom, um, who doesn't know about new dad. So he goes back to Judea, and um, but he has to walk because it's the old times. So while he's walking back to Judea, he meets a sheik in brown face who is married to six women and four horses. And uh, <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> oh, it's such bad brown face, too. Oh, so bad. So, not that there's a good version, but like, oof, oof. It is rough. Yeah. Uh, I, it looks yeah. like they shoe polished him. It does not. Yeah, it does not age well. 
Um, yeah. And the Sheik's character is still is also like it, like the brown face is indicative of the way they're treating uh, Arabs in the movie, yeah. not yeah. just like a fun Kay. cover. Can and we they, talk about that? Yes, yes. They they also surround him by like real Arab actors to only yes. like like yeah. contrast him even more. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought was so weird. Was like all the people there were people of color, not many, yeah. which was but weird. Extras. But I actually I was I was looking for whether the people of color were in blackface, right? And they, and then I didn't find any no. until. He walks in, and I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you were doing so well. And it's not like they didn't have actors that could play that role on set already. Yeah. Uh, yeah that it's was... not a good part, either. Like, yeah. I don't understand how he won the best Oscar, because he basically is just like, horses are great. And then that's I love horses. It. How do you like the wine? <laughs> I have so many wives. Good night. <laughs> no, there's yeah. that whole party scene where there were people of color just mm. dancing around half naked and that's all oh, you see yeah. that's it yeah. it was uh, a horrifying 30 seconds and then you but know, I was 2 hours later glad. in the 42 hour movie you get you know welsh blackface i for right. for the people dancing that's around true. at that party in rome though um i have done corporate entertainment work and it pays super well so they are rich probably well, i'm assuming those are how that worked those are people that uh yeah that the roman emperor found on like gig masters mm-hmm. and uh paid him several thousand dollars to come entertain at that party for just that one dance sequence i assume but i'm i was like sitting there going i don't know how i feel about this but i i know that i'd feel worse about it if they were in blackface. Right. And then, so like, and then <laughs> as if in answer to you, the movie unveils blackface. Yes. <laughs> well, so uh man, there's still so much movie left. So yes. there this the so so blackface has a lot of really good horses though. Like the best horses. So many good horses. They would definitely win in the big race at the circus, which is not a circus at all, but the Indy five hundred of Rome. And He's like got all the perfect horses, but somehow has never managed to find a good driver. What a coincidence! BH knows horses, but he's yeah, like, you nah. can never find anybody who wants to fuck his horses as much as he does. That's a, he, he can find people who can ride them, but he doesn't find anyone who wants to ride them. You I don't know. know. What I mean? You see, see what I'm doing? There? I don't know if you guys can tell could tell this, but um, I did read that the. Uh, the writers of the script didn't tell the horses that they were lovers, but he did tell the actor. Man. Uh, so, so uh, Did anybody look up whether they were harmed? Like, I didn't I, want to know. The Wikipedia page did not mention. I was so scared to look because there are, there are literally yeah. 10,000 horses in this movie um, and thousands of camels. And I was like, should I look up whether these were hurt? No, I yeah. know they were killed in this movie. There's no way all the horses lived to this movie, especially given no. that crazy driving scene. Yeah, oh God, I don't want to know. I what I I if it makes it feel any better. More horses were killed on the shooting of the Hobbit than on this movie. <laughs> Why would that, that make me feel better? Just That's a few, just a terrible sad that fact. Came, that what came out a few years ago. Oh, a bunch of horses got killed yeah, on killed the making of, of the Hobbit. Uh, oh, it's a thing not a lot that. of pe- not a lot of people talk what? about. It's a real fucked up yeah, uh, situation. Uh, but this movie is like this movie came out a long time ago, and they treated horses better than modern movies apparently. So that's something. It doesn't right? make me oh, feel better. Depressing. No, that's the worst. Jesus, I'm I'm gonna be a Roman nihilist now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me too. Uh, the. Uh... 
Oh man, uh, sorry. I just wanted to. I, I pulled this up uh, a story on Cracked to see about Ben Hur's horses, and the first thing it talks about is a list of the most horrifying, wasteful film shoots. And the first thing is about how Apocalypse Now actually just burned down a forest. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Three hundred over three hundred days of constant filming uh, on Apocalypse everything. Now. Oh, if you. Hey, you should see Hoats of Darkness, the mo- make movie about the making of Apocalypse Now. It's better than Apocalypse Now. Uh, <laughs> and I like Apocalypse Now quite a bit. Um, oh, so this actually, this this is about the Ben-Hur, the 1925 Ben-Hur, not the 1959 Ben-Hur. Um, yeah, where they took out all the homoeroticism on boo. purpose. Wait, the 1925 <laughs> one has no homoeroticism? No, the 1916. I mean, oh, the, 2016 one. The, oh, the 2016. The no, no, no. So, happened. so there's three. So there's yeah. the 20. The 20. Uh. Actually, there's five. But there's a 1925 film, and then the 59 that we okay. watched, and there's a 2016. Which the 2016 yeah. we didn't watch, but it comes in at like a svelte two hours and ten minutes. So that's how it should be. Uh, um, but I heard it was real bad. <laughs> apparently, on the 1925 Ben Hur, you guys don't want to know this. Um, I don't. Uh, well, they killed a lot of the horses, but also. God damn it. Uh, they, Man, just just the chariot race in the 1925 film killed 100 horses. Oh, my God. Stop yeah. it, Alex. I yeah. said I didn't want to know. I, the 1920s <sighs> film industry, not the most ethical. No, no. It was awful. And they actually, in the 1925 wow. movie, they just did the chariot race by just having a chariot race. They just had all, they like offered the stuntman who won 100 bucks and just said, go all out. Jesus Christ. And, and one, of the, one of the stunt people died during that race. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No one, no. Died, no one died during the 1959 one, although there was a very close one where a uh, stuntman fell out of a chariot during the race and um, was narrowly avoided being trampled. Uh, but he was fine. Like, he just had a scrape on his chin God. and they kept the footage in. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> They're like, look, man, you're alive. Right. We don't have to not, we don't have to throw this away, right? Um, oh my god anyway do not google this i'm assuming that they killed some horses but it's probably not as bad as the 1925 one. I, let's not let's not there's just no way they didn't hurt horses in this um anyway so they did right uh so where are we two and a half hours in maybe okay so uh he's got the city 500 of rome but he doesn't have a driver um uh he oh so, he, so bh walks back to his family um and masal is still running things uh, and masal is like still irritated that his murder plan didn't work uh, and BH is home. He's like, oh no. No, but he was also turned on. Right, but but <laughs> he was yeah, like, but you again, you're back. <laughs> so, but he's <laughs> like, all right, well, look, I, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna forgive you, but since you're famous and powerful now, I should probably let your mom and sister out of prison. Um, so they. Well, I like the- that, like when he he, he Ben Hur goes back to see him. The first thing he sends him is a nice, beautiful, figurative dick. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> just as nice. See, I wanna, and just like, so you know, Marcella pulls it out and is like, "God, this is there's only one person who could have brought me a dick this nice." And then he turns around, and there Ben Hur standing. So. Uh, <laughs> But as for his family, so he sends the guards to go get his family out of jail. And classic good news, bad news situation. Good news, they are alive. Bad news, leprosy. So uh, probably should ask for the bad news first. Uh, but they don't, and they're but they're so embarrassed of their leprosy, just like Jesus is embarrassed about his bad skin, that they don't want Benjamin <laughs> to see him. So they ask Benjamin's girlfriend slash slave. Um, oh. to just pass up the chain that they are dead. Well, she's free now. Yeah. Come on. Now just girlfriend. Yeah, recently promoted. Yeah, yeah. you're not saying Ben-Hur's son slash slave. You know, he's right. just son he's now. Right, he's just son now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, former slave, current girlfriend, um, Pat, like, lies to him and says his family is dead. 
Um, and he's like, oh, now I have nothing good. I'm so mad. I need to kill Masala. The only way to do that is during a chariot race. Well, I don't know. Like, again, I think it's more complicated than that because they continue trying to preach him gospel of this guy. This guy has been preaching these things about forgiveness and turning the other cheek. And he's like, I don't care. Nothing matters. Well, he was going like, to do I it. Think in the maybe end of some of that came in. Yeah. So he, but like, he agrees to go kill him in the ring. That's what he, he decides. Because it's like... There's no law in the chariot race. That's I mean, I says, don't know right? if that's what he did. I think he, he was just trying to win. The whole time it looked like he was just trying to win. He didn't look like he was trying to murder him, but he took the he took it because he wanted to humiliate and possibly murder. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Humiliate and yeah. And optionally okay. murder. Um, you're right. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if he gets the chance. <laughs> they do say that uh, there's no rules in a chariot race, which turns out to be super true. By the way, we're at three hours. So... Um, <laughs> Because Masala, it turns out, in his spare time, has also become a chariot champion. I don't know what it is about Judea, but maybe that, like, just anyone who goes there becomes the best horse race. Like, like, Judea is to horse racing what, like, Southern California is to beach volleyball. It's just, this is where all the good <laughs> yeah. people come from. Uh, but they, uh, so they agree to have this race off at the circus, which is not a circus. And uh, Blackface goes ahead and makes a huge bet against Masala on his own horses. And I'm mean, talking huge. I mean, a thousand talents, which is, who knows? Could be any amount of money. Um, <laughs> While surrounded by a lot of naked men. Yeah, it's true. So it's many. It's true. Okay. They have <laughs> towels. <laughs> uh, Maybe my favorite moment in this movie is, uh, even though the guy in uh, brown face is like a horrible racist thing, there's a point when someone says something racist to him, and he looks at him and goes like, hmm, how brave. Uh, which is, like, the, yeah, the fucking, like, interesting. it's just the most, ball- like, if, I, if you heard someone say that, like, just completely patronize someone thinking they sound so cool for being racist, like, oh, how bold of you for being racist right now. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah. such a great thing disarming thing i i really like that i I mean it's the confidence that only a mask of shoe polish will give you (laughs) (laughs) um don't try that at home kids i tried so hard to figure out what a thousand talents turns into in today's money and it turns out a talent is a measure of weight and not of money and so it's (laughs) like depends on what's in the in the 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 trunk um Mm. if it's gold or silver it could be a very different amount of money anyway the point is everyone reacts like that's a lot of money so um he met he bets a ton of money and then yeah four to one odds at four to one odds yeah so he he might he stands to win four thousand talents if uh bh wins this race so and as you said chariot racing has no rules because masala attaches metal death blades to his hubcaps to use to murder other drivers and everyone is like that seems fair no one does anything and then he not only whips his horses he also whips his opponent's horses and his opponent's faces yeah which really seems like it should be against the rules which definitely isn't homoerotic (laughs) (laughs) i wish i had known this i would have liked this movie so much more if i realized that I guess I'm I'm a, I'm as oblivious to the homoeroticism as I, I would be to like any other sort of romance. I have like a romance blindness. I just like, they're <laughs> just, just like, good oh, friends. They're, they're, yeah, such good friends. Oh. That's just how good friends drink wine. Oh, <laughs> in a lounge. They cross their arms, Alex. They cross their arms while looking deeply into each other's faces. I, what are you? In doing? hindsight, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm looking back on it. He was Kaiser Soze the whole time. Like, I'm seeing the flashback. I get it. But in the moment, it seemed like just just very platonic. 
very platonic oiled bros. It was so oh mm-hmm. so oiled. Okay, so uh, oh so they're in the race. This race and this if you if you know one thing about Ben Hur, it's this chariot race. It is epic. It is incredible. And they just built a life size on forever. It's so long. Yeah, it's long. I think it's too long. I, I think it's what is it? Seven fishes? Is that how long it was? Yeah. What Seven was the yeah, yeah. yeah? So they 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 built a life size ring to race these horses in and they're real horses and and like i said charlton Heston just learned to race in chariots which is crazy um and they just had like a small car in front of the horses with a guy sitting in the back trying to film from it just really interesting um but they every time they go around a lap a fish in this fish counting system falls over anyway so it's like seven fishes it's a long race it I, I feel is a really bad way to signal things. It's very hard to tell which way a fish is pointing when you're going that fast <laughs> yeah, with a bunch of horses around you. It's really weird, <laughs> but kind of beautiful. I didn't, I didn't get it at first, and I thought that was like how many chariots were still in the well. Like, yeah, because uh, so I thought it was like, oh, they just are gonna race until everyone's dead. Constantly, <laughs> like, people are falling out of the chariots and being carried off in stretchers. Death race. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it is super dangerous. Also, turns out yeah. actually dangerous. Um, I I am a terrible person and laughed every time someone oh, got trampled. You are a terrible person. That was a real stunt person. It's so clearly mannequins. Oh yeah, there were, that's okay. So sometimes well, there's some people. Not in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> and there was. I didn't watch that one, and I'm never going to. There was the one. There was a real mannequin-looking mannequin that falls over and gets run over. But yes, one of the stunt people did actually fall out of a, a chariot, and they used that footage. It was the scene where Charles Heston like kind of fell out and then climbed back on. They used the mm-hmm. side footage of a stunt person actually falling out, and then they did this close-up of him climbing back on. Because the footage of him falling out was so crazy. Jesus. It's really long. I mean, it's and 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 it's it's like most racing sports. It's pretty boring, um, except for the I, crashes. I I thought yeah. the um, the use of no music during the chariot race was like a really inspired choice. That was something I did not expect. Um, just oh. like the constant sound of the chariot. For a movie that's such a bombastic long score, the yeah. entire chariot sequence is has no music. Oh, and that's I think so it's interesting. Such a fucking inspired choice for like especially for like the era and like you see mm. that it's used so effectively nowadays in movies, but I thought that was such a like genius choice. I see the point you're making, but I guess all you're telling me is that the the yakety sax I was hearing was in my head. <laughs> the whole time yeah, they were racing. I've been, I was, I've been I was telling you Alex. Uh, <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've told both of you you should see a doctor about that. You're not supposed to not supposed to just hear sounds. I don't know. No, but anytime people are racing in an old movie, my head goes That's what I heard the whole race, so um so he wins the race and uh Masala dies. Anyway, uh, as you'd expect, because there's still an hour left, so it'd just be really weird if he died at that point or lost the race. But um and, and actually the reason he won is because the god of the Jews is the correct god and everybody else's gods are wrong. And also, the God of the Jews is super invested in sporting events. Uh, so all those like baseball players who point up after a home run, they are right. This God is into it. He is and a fan. like Roman might is pretty good for like building buildings, but not for like going under multiple carriages. You know, like <laughs> yeah. No matter how, how strong. 
strong your like self determination is, you ain't getting up for that room. Yeah, so he gets he gets uh, Masala is horribly smooshed, and um, when he falls off, because it's a very dangerous sport. He's barely alive though, and he's alive long enough to whisper to his ex boyfriend BH and say, "Hey, your family is not dead. They've just become Valley Girls. That's right. Oh, they God. are hanging out in Seriously? the Valley of the Lepers." Seriously, get tested. I gotta die. <laughs> His he last word. The race is not over. So there could be lots of things. Yeah. The race is not over. Yeah, so, yeah the race yeah, the, is not over. That won't clear up yet. Um, oh, okay. One more thing about the chariot race, yes. real fast before we get off this. Can we talk about there's one shot of the chariot race when they're like the, people keep getting pushed against the wall. Mm-hmm. And going over, and there's one shot when there's like two goats standing post against the wall, right? Yeah. And it's like, how the fuck do you pull that job? Like, what your job is just to stand again? That would be like if you like, okay, my job is to go to the Indianapolis 500 and to stand on the white line and just see what happens. I'm just gonna, <laughs> well, you know, you don't just stand on the white line. You have to jump back when the cars come. Yeah, like what the fuck were those two doing? That it was is the pretty craziest nuts. position. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was nuts. That's I what agree. happens when you mouth off to the legate or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those, I mean, like everything else in the Roman world, they're being punished for something they didn't do. Obviously, <laughs> that seems how you get that job. Um, so he leaves. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus definitely gets punished for something he did do. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I would say uh, a little over punished for the well, thing yeah. that he did. <laughs> It was not. I'm not arguing that he should be punished. Just that he did do the thing they're punishing him for. Uh, yeah. I mean, he also wanted to die because his god is the correct god. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> it's complicated, but you're right. You're right. Um, so he goes to see his friend in the Valley of the Lepers, or his family in the Valley of the Lepers, his uh, mom slash sister. Uh, and but on on his way there, he runs into his uh, ex slave, current girlfriend. Who convinces him not to talk to the to the family members because they do not want to be seen this way. They don't want to be seen all pizza face. And so finally he's like, oh, fine, I'll leave. And on the way out, he sees, guess who? The Jesus. That's right. Jesus H. Christ is now an adult. He's got the ho- he's the host of his own mountainside talk show and is very popular. Um, and he's given that- the uh, the sermon on the mound yes. for you biblical scholars out there. Mound, yeah, sermon on the yeah. mound. I, this movie is really like that was like when he was a baseball the, player. Sermon on the mound. It's like <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump, but for Jesus. He just <laughs> constantly shows up at like Jesus's <laughs> most important moments in his life, and I it's mean, like, what does this guy have to do with Jesus? Why is he there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is so weird because this, especially because the book is called like the story of the christ and it's not it's really about ben um jesus is like he's like the no retreat no surrender of this movie he just keeps popping up and we're like oh well what he's up to he seems more interesting and then he disappears for a while uh but he's so he's giving the sermon on the mountain building backdoor pilots in the other movies i'm sick of trying to trying to get this jesus fella his own spinoff so, uh, but apparently just seeing Jesus on the hill is enough for BH to feel bad about being Roman uh, after all the shit they pulled. So with a measly 40 minutes remaining in the film, he decides to renounce his newly acquired Roman citizenship and become full on uh, whatever, not Roman. Uh, he finds his sister uh, uh, anyway, even though he's not supposed to look at her, but he goes back and he finds her um, and, and his mom and she, but his sister's dying now. 
So as her final make-a-wish, she wants to meet Jesus, which is very reasonable. Um, but it, it, in a classic good news, bad news situation, good news is Jesus is in your town right now. Bad news, he is being crucified. So uh, they run up to him, and as he's on his way to being crucified, BH remembers the time when he was walking, and it was hot, and so he gives Jesus water, kind of like a little repayment of the favor, and uh, Jesus is like, thanks, and then he dies. Um, but then, because Wait, of that... isn't that in the lore, though? What? Is that that some un- good Samaritan gives Jesus water? Yes. Yes, yeah. that is. Oh, right. so this whole story is written so backwards from that fact. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so I mean, somebody fact. read that story and was like, yeah, right, right. Obviously not fact. But like, so someone read that story and was like, I wonder what that guy had been up to that day. And was yeah. like, I bet he's a chariot Probably racer. Probably chariot racing. Yeah. yeah, It's fanfic. Yeah. Is what it this, is. All, this is erotic fanfic of Jesus's friends. Um, hey, Bible fanfic. That's a thing. It is. I'm, I believe it. Uh, there's So anyway, the Jesus as is on his way to die and gets up to some normal Jesus-y things. Nails, crosses, and uh, Ben's sister and mom are cured of their leprosy. Normal shit. Um, yeah. From the rain. From the rain. Oh, I thought it was from being near I, Jesus. It was the rain? I I yelled at the screen like, oh, no one saw that coming. (laughs) He does cure a lot of leprosy. That is normal (laughs) for him. Um, That's true. And basically, like, as it ends, they are happy. It's raining. Jesus is dead. And I think the the main emotion I took away is, like, that was fading out in the rain was, like, I bet Jesus and Ben would have made great friends if they had met under different circumstances. Didn't they they seem like they had a lot in common? Well, they can later, right? (laughs) Well, he's only back for three I mean, days. It's not like a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, he comes back from the dead, but it's for a short period of time. Yeah, you can be friends in short periods of time. But it's more like <laughs> sure. it's like hanging out with your friends when you like moved away to college and you're back for like Thanksgiving. That's what Jesus' return was like. <laughs> it's like he's got to spend time with his family a lot. He doesn't have all that much time for you. You still do some old timey <laughs> stuff, but it just doesn't have the same magic as when you were in high school. And like mm-hmm. I don't know, Jesus ran a, in a much more like sort of laid back, relaxed scene than That's Judas kind of used to, you know. Like <laughs> definitely, Judas like kicking back with like his prostitute friends and like a bunch of weird just outcasts, and like Judas there, like we gotta kill the Romans. Like yo, whoa, oh chill, yeah, buddy. That's a good point. Chill. Jesus is so much cooler than Ben. Yeah, uh, Ben is Boy. really uptight. Not cool yeah, at all. There's there's less oiled bodies around Jesus though. That that's true. Mm-hmm. If you're into that, that's where you want to go. But if you're into like people who are like, hey, we found this stuff. Do you want to smoke it? That's Jesus. Go hang yeah, out with definitely. his friends. <laughs> uh, that is so the movie. A whole, there's a whole water analogy. The uh, Jesus gives BH the water, right. and then BH gives Jesus the water, and Jesus is like, cool, bro, I got you back, and then. And, uh, and rains all over uh, his women to make them better. That's true. Mad the magic of water. Yeah. Also, yeah. there I mean, was a I, boat scene. I, I yeah. love I love stories like <laughs> this that are like boats. <laughs> like the, this story is basically like, hey man, have faith in God because no matter what horrible thing happens to you, he'll pit you back exactly where you started, just a little <laughs> bit worse. <laughs> at the end of the story that's the job story right is like all that horrible shit happens and then god is like he gets a new family and new kids and he just forgets about his old family and kids well, like, you're he, just gets certain. he gets everything he lost back but he has to listen to god monologue about how awesome he is for like five minutes and but, then but, god gives him everything back well, no, but God gives him new family it's not like he gets his old family back he gets a new wife and is like well this is just as good 
<laughs> They're interchangeable. Yeah, Job was very chill about the new family. But um, so you guys, that is the movie. It's a long film. It was a long summary. We made it. Um, we have time briefly for a major compliment. We like to near the end and at the very end with a middle with a major compliment. And it's called the compliment sandwich. So our first compliment, Anthony, I want you to start off. What's one nice thing that you're gonna say? Maybe your favorite thing. I have to go plug in my computer because that was so long. So okay, I'll be back. <laughs> Great. We'll wait. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Her battery died explaining the movie. <laughs> wow. How long is Ben Ho? It's about one battery length of summary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite form of measurement <laughs> of time. Well, you know how they inflate those battery numbers these days. You really can only yeah, yeah. summarize the movie quickly. You couldn't do the whole movie. <laughs> um, man. Uh Are Can we back yet? Hello. Hey, Lisa. Are you ready? Yeah. Sorry. Anthony, are you ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, Anthony, major like... compliment, please. Uh, yeah, I I think this movie held up very well. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my major compliment is this. I did not feel the length of this movie at uh, all when I was the, watching it. I watched it over two sittings. To be fair. <laughs> But both times, I was just, like, in. I've, I mean, it definitely is a long movie, but it didn't feel like a three-and-a-half, three-hour and 45-minute three movie. It felt like... You took advantage of the intermission. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, but, yeah, I mean, I There's so the, many things you could come about, but it felt like a three-hour and 45-minute movie to me. It felt... <laughs> It felt like a 40 to 45 hour movie to me. It was a long movie. <laughs> no, I think I was it's got in. some good stuff, I, but... Oh. I was like plugged in. I was sitting close to my TV. I was just blown away by like, like I said, the colors, the the set design. I thought the acting was all really good across the board. I mean, Charlton Heston is he is what he is, but I think especially like he, um, he'd choose that fucking scenery. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> but I think he does fine. He's got a great chin, and I I feel yeah. bad. I feel That's bad that his chin is attached to a monster, but like it's a great chin. <laughs> I think Stephen Boyd is a really, really yeah, the guy who plays Masella. I think he's yeah. actually legitimately really good in this movie. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I was, I was in. I, like I said, I did not feel the the uh, running time. That's the nicest compliment. Here's I Here's how long it felt to me, Anthony, when minutes. when he left and came back and met his old uh, his old slave friend, and the guy was in age makeup. My first thought was, that's probably how much he's actually aged since this movie started. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like a lot of time had gone by. Uh, but that's it's your compliment. You get to keep it. Amanda, what's yours? This movie is so extra. <laughs> it's pretty and extra. I, kinda, I did kind of love that. I, I like that about old movies. That's my favorite thing about old movies when it's just, just like... Over the top The costumes are just crazy. There's 10,000 extras and 8,000 horses. Yeah, and they yeah. just build everything. Like that is really cool and i I enjoy that a lot about old movies it was like it was like a a half a mile square of sets it was just this crazy amount of sets they built uh the uh um oh yeah it's like there was like a team of a hundred seam seamstresses and tailors working day and night on all of the costumes (laughs) and that was just to make the (laughs) loincloths and yeah and all the all the swords and and breastplates and it was just a ton of stuff yeah 
And I just like if you look into like the chemical dye process, or, like Technicolor film, and like having to do that for like every yeah. inch of film on this movie, the way mm-hmm. like the plates and the matte paintings are pinned in, like the the technical work that went in. Now you like now it's very tough to make movies, but it's like you use blue screens and computers do a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. Like so much of these type of movies were handcrafted, literally in terms of like well, how they are arranging the photos on the frame. It's insane, like the amount of work that went into this movie. Oh man, I know a lot of graphic artists yeah. and uh, yeah. animators who are going to be really upset with you. But <laughs> I, I mean, I think that are, what you're saying. I want to, I want to like agree with that for my major compliment too, which is that I think. I, I think they're brilliant artists working in modern film, but I also love giant painted backgrounds. And yes. yeah. and yeah. these, like, sometimes they look super stupid, and I'm sure you guys noticed these, like, you noticed mm. the miniatures. But I feel like, for, con- considering they just hung a piece of paper 30 feet tall and painted it to look like a city and had it behind them is very impressive. Uh, mm-hmm, they yeah. the the hand painting like some of the practical effects were just so cool the the actual sets there's in the in the circus there's this part where they climb on these like twenty five foot bronze statues which I'm sure are not bronze but are actually that big um, like yeah. they just yeah. built so much stuff by hand I, and I especially loved the the miniatures in the battle scene and the painted backgrounds I thought those were super interesting um, they were really good miniatures. They were so I, good. I, you guys are we'll crazy. We'll definitely give them that. They were, but they were definitely awesome. miniatures. <laughs> the cannons looked really silly, like the, not the little oh, fire man. things that they did. Just, I thought the, the uh, fire, about the, the the miniatures because like the arrows didn't seem like they would read very well because of the scale. They had like mm. these giant toothpick looking arrows that would be shot back <laughs> yeah. and forth. Like the arrows were huge compared to the boats. Like I get like <laughs> that's why it looks silly. Yeah, it's and, like, and the water was out of scale to the boats, yeah. just the waves. Yeah. yeah, I I think you guys, you know what? These are the sorts of things that normally drive me crazy. Maybe it's because I had read that they were miniatures, and so I was expecting it to look worse when I got uh, there. But uh, I thought it looked really good. I thought they were very impressive. Uh, and also, I just like the idea of them having a huge tank full of tiny boats and having to film that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> um, yes. But mostly I just like, uh, yeah, my compliment then is the hand-painted backgrounds because I think those were incredible. All right, Lisa, major compliment. Jack Hawkins. He yeah. is great. Which one is Jack Hawkins? <laughs> my, oh, he's Quintus Arius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I thought yeah. the minute he was on screen, he was captivating. I thought like all of his nihilistic like philosophy that he was spouting was great. His, and then his jowls. I, I liked him on the boat. Yeah. Like, everything he did, I just thought was so compelling and i can't believe he didn't get the oscar for supporting actor mm-hmm. and i'm now upset about it and want to like, <laughs> write things about it even though it happened in 1959 yeah you're gonna get one like, of those whatever. hot think pieces about the 1959 <laughs> oscars <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about it I thought jack hawkins Os- so oscars good. so blackface uh, oh my god yeah I mean, well, what a great, like, villain introduction he has. Like, to come in and yeah. just, like, demand the drumming thing. Like, yeah. It's just... Uh, Which he was also he totally not homoerotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, that's when I thought it was really homoerotic. And then I learned it was a whole new level when it was, like, father-son, yeah. but still sort of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs a sugar daddy, you know? <laughs> has somebody done a gag in like a cartoon where they show like the, the rowers on a boat like this and they call different speeds and then he calls different drum styles and he's like, now swing, <laughs> now a rumba. 
and then they like <laughs> just do different fun beats on the drum set. Well, they're bringing the Animaniacs back, so yeah. I have to imagine. I have a pitch. Yeah, I have that's a like pitch. definitely. That's the most Animaniacs esque gag ever. It is an Animaniacs <laughs> gag. That's such a good point, Ben. Uh, all right, so you guys, we're gonna take a forty-two minute intermission, but fortunately, you have this music to listen to. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our fabulous Meat Buddies. We have some great meat buddies, and our meat buddies are people who donate to the show and allow us to keep making it, uh, which we really appreciate. You can donate by going to readdeskweep.com slash meatbuddies, and any amount will help uh, keep us floating down the tracks and will allow you to vote in upcoming topics and also get one of these fabulous thank you segments on air. So our, we have a new meat buddy to thank this week. It's Abby in the District of Columbia, which she uh, would like to point out is a real place and uh, linked to a story of TSA agents who have been rejecting driver's licenses with D- District of Columbus, Columbia on them because they didn't know oh. that's a real state. No. Um, yeah. Which, finally, a reason to not like the TSA, huh? <laughs> they, they've been, they've been they the heroes so for too long. before now. Yeah. Take them down a peg. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Abby says, I've been listening to this podcast uh, from some point in year one. Which is very impressive, you guys. This is a long (laughs) process, and I have only listened to maybe half of them. So that is really cool. Uh, She goes on, it's kind of a stupid brag, but it's also an admission that I'm far, far overdue for joining the Meat Buddy slash Thoroughbred universe. Uh, Granted, when you started this podcast, I was an underemployed theater technician, so it's taken a while to achieve that uh, disposable income thing. That's fixed now, kind Mm -hmm. of, and I feel like after nine years of listening, I can confirm that this isn't a passing interest. Like, Yeah, I do think (laughs) you might be into us, Abby, at this point. Uh, Also, I kind of miss Space Shark, that is all. Don't rush her, don't rush her. (laughs) No, no, everybody, you know, you decide your own level of commitment, you know, but uh, just for the record, Abby, we said I love you seven years to you. So, (laughs) seven years ago. You had a lot of time uh, before you said anything back to us, and we have been waiting. Um... Yeah, it but is. I, I do. I do love Abby. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think you <laughs> know Abby you know. Uh, for the record. Yeah. Oh, I for sure do. <laughs> um, in case you weren't sure who which Abby so, this was. Yeah, this is the one you know. So. No, it's for sure. Everything you just described is one of my favorite people in the world. Aww. So, Abby, you're wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I, you know, I, I got to say, Lisa, this was not. This is an accident that you were on the show where we're thanking Abby. This is not the design. And I'm, <laughs> it worked out so great. Uh,. I wanted you on the show for the topic, and Abby happened to be here the same week. Anyway, yeah, so here's yeah. what Abby uh, was asking for. Um, so we, we give a lot of options. We can play Tutus and Lie, or we can give you a pep talk or advice or any sort of thing. Um, and she gave us a bunch of options. So she said, I'm going to be visiting Australia soon. So if you'd like to give tourism advice about Australia, accurate or not, that would be most helpful. Um <laughs> Thus far, I have a list of plays I want to see and a general sense of unease about how many poisonous spiders there are on the continent. So maybe I just need a pep talk about avoiding spiders. So if you guys know anything about Australia or avoiding spiders, I'd love to hear it. Um, and we can help don't out. Make, don't make the giant social faux pas about going to Australia and telling people what a knife is. They don't want to hear it. They have, they have their own ideas about what a knife is down there. I don't even know what you're referring to. What do they call a knife in it's Australia? Crocodile Croc- Dundee. Crocodile Dundee, yeah. man. Alex. Oh. Get on board. It's a great riff, though. I'm sorry I couldn't help. I'm sorry I dragged into this kicking and screaming me into the ground. Um, yeah, I, I, that was a good joke. I'm sorry. I, I feel bad. 
And like going to Australia is not the problem. Flying back from Australia and ending up in a lost type situation is what you need is... really be worried about. Okay. You know? do, you have, do you have any advice on how to avoid being in a lost type situation? Well, first off, if you're gonna be in an oceanic uh, 815 situation, as I like to f- refer to them, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember that's the actual flight number from lost. But, <laughs> but if you do, you know, it's not it's not about how you end up there or why. It's about what you do with your time. You know, I th- I don't you be just, the pilot. You just have to push the be- button every hour. That's what you do with your time. Yeah, in the second season, but those first days are very important, right? You gotta establish Uh, yourself as the doctor, the hunter, the drug addict, the fat guy, or the, uh, the angry couple. I would recommend of those being the fat guy, just in terms of what people expect from you. I, as someone who's seen the whole series multiple times, I too would end, suggest end up being Hurley. (laughs) He has the best character arc. Oh yeah, because I don't know what happens. Ends up in the best place. How does he deal with spiders? Yeah. Like, Are there oh, spiders in the Lost? That's the question. Yes, I want this advice too. <laughs> I don't know if you don't want to look them in the eye. Like, no, there's sure. too many eyes, so that's not an option. Yeah. You're, you're always dead. You're always look, no matter where you're looking, you're looking a spider in the eye right now. They're just they're all over the place oh, and they're covered in eyes. God, oh, don't God. say that. <laughs> The secret I... with spiders is just to try to make your body very big. Just try to be bigger than the spider. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were supposed to play dead. I don't, I don't think we nah, know. That's okay. what that's what Big Spider wants you to think. That's what that's... <laughs> okay, well, let me, let's take a poll, because it sounds like, uh, Lisa, you don't like spiders. I'm, I mean, I don't want to be near one. doesn't mean I don't like them existing. But so, so in your relationship, your husband takes care of spiders when necessary. No, I think I Oh, do. you do the spiders. Oh, okay. Uh, Amanda. Maybe a little bit. Do you do the spiders or does someone else do spiders? Uh, it's it's kind of a whoever sees it has to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> I 100% don't do the spiders. My wife takes care of all spiders and bugs. I am not a bug Aww. person. I do not like spiders. I am very unhelpful for this advice. I would love to learn. If it is make your body big, I'll try that. I do not care for spiders <laughs> at all. I, I find them creepy. Uh, and a little terrifying. I have been scared of spiders since I was a small kid. We had a lot of black widows where I grew up, and oh, they are God. a scary oh, spider. They were yeah, scary. I've seen one before. They're, they were... I take them by the thread, and then like watch what? them try to climb towards oh, my nope. finger. Oh, what? nope, yeah. nope. Yeah, because that way, that way I know that they can't go anywhere, and then I can drop them outside. I was No, just... that is a nightmare for me. I don't. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but I was just pantomiming, stabbing myself in the stomach with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of that situation. I the idea of holding a string and it's climbing up the string. Ah! It's, kind of, it's kind of exciting. How fast can I go? You not know? fast enough, not fast enough. I will say this, I've said this on the show before. It's my favorite thing to tell people, but if every spider you take outside though died outside that day. Uh you feel like a good person, but those are indoor spiders, they can't survive outside. So this is a spider fact <laughs> that I keep. Oh no! Every every time you carefully I put in a piece, tell that too. if you put a spider in a beautiful small plastic cup and a piece of paper and bring them outside, they died outside. It's like if a if like an alien wanted to get you out of the room and put you in a cup and slid it out on on the moon. They were like, "I helped Lisa. I put her on the moon. She'll be happy there." <laughs> you just killed those spiders outside. That's all you did. So. 
I mean, they were going to die eventually anyway, but they didn't die right Sure, away. there's no blood on your hands, if that's what you want to say. You <laughs> yeah, just killed man. them that night. It's too cold outside. I refuse to take responsibility for what you're saying. I'm supposed to take responsibility you just for killed it, them. As long as you're comfortable murdering those spiders, that's what you did. Um, <laughs> Abby, this has not helped you. So, okay, so don't oh, look them in the oh, eye. I have advice. I have okay, advice. Thank you, Amanda. I knew you could save us. <laughs> so, uh, specifically when uh, flying on long flights, I haven't been to Australia, but I've been to New Zealand. My advice is drink the so you- free wine. Oh. <laughs> it is... It is way better than you yes. think free wine is going to be. Oh. You should drink it. <laughs> I didn't, is, do all flights to that far have free wine? Non-American uh, airlines are so much better. Oh. <laughs> it's true. Like, Alaska has free wine. That's an American airline. Okay, I've heard Alaska is good. I've never flown on that. It's all very but, West uh, Coast, but they have a lot of free. They have free wine, but not on everything. But I think. But on is their it Yellowtail? What kind of wine are we talking? Uh, uh, I, no, I since I was flying to New Zealand, it was like New Zealand local wine. Okay. Also, well, good. okay, and so let's Australia be fair. Australia is big on that, too. Let's be fair, Amanda. You've been to Australia. If you've been <laughs> no, to New Zealand, oh, you've... That is my other piece of advice. Do not confuse the two. You <laughs> will get murdered. <laughs> I think if you if you confuse it that way, no one's going to be mad. It's when you think New Zealand is us. I think it makes the New Zealanders more upset, right? No, Here's the Australians advice. don't like it either. Nobody Abby, just it. ask them where they filmed Lord of the Rings. That's what I would do. Start there. <laughs> no, don't. Ask where all the horses don't died. Don't kill Abby. <laughs> Uh, this we have, is not nice. Actually, here's what I will do, though. We do have uh, some Australian listeners to the show, and uh, they have... Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, yep. you know, the standard Australian. <laughs> the usual. Hugh, Hugh and Russ, Hugh. as we call it. Good friend of the Hugh. show, Hugh Jackman. Um, uh, <laughs> will definitely tweet at us and tell us some advice on how to survive Australia and avoid the spiders. I can't promise you it'll be good advice. Because they have, they have at multiple points sent us photos of fake animals and said this crazy thing lives in Australia. So <laughs> Australian awesome. listeners fuck with us a bit. <laughs> so I hope that helps, Abby. We'll get you some good advice. That was not a good one just now, but uh, I hope it was fun. Um, you're, you're right to be afraid of spiders. That's all I can say. Um, and we'll get you some real advice from our Australian listeners. So we'll forward that along. So thank you for becoming a meat buddy. Abby, we really appreciate it. And thanks to all of our meat buddies who keep the show going. Readdeskweek.com slash meat buddies keeps us floating down the tracks. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. So we're just going to, I guess I just want to do a super, super fast lightning bonus round because uh, we, have, we have no time. We're going to the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. This is on the AFI 100 list. Um... And I, I just want to know, have you guys uh, watched... Anthony, probably you have more, but like, what's your experience with the best movies of all time? And like, where do you actually think this rates on that list? Do you think this is a good rating? And have you watched a lot of the AFI's 100? This is what I'm I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can't... I, I don't, I'm sure I have. I feel like I've seen most of the big sort of epic classics. Watching this made me think I need to finally get around to... Watching Lawrence of Arabia because that's yeah. like the last of the big epics <laughs> oh. I haven't seen. Yeah, that's uh, number seven. Arabia is legitimately good. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought this was like I thought this was going to be a movie that was okay, but didn't necessarily hold up, kind of like the Ten Commandments. I thought this movie held up, like I said, very well. I uh, yeah, yeah, I really did enjoy it. So I, I think, think it deserves oh to be God. on there. I mean, solely for like the technical stuff alone. If you think of like the era, really, it's so amazing, so impressive. I mean, we will definitely put Lawrence of Arabia on the list because I'm curious too. We should watch that later. But three hours, forty eight minutes. I just don't. <laughs> there, 
It's also got homoeroticism. Okay, now I'm in. At least I know to look for <laughs> yeah, it that it time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's up there. Um, I mean, I I, I don't know, like like Citizen Kane and Casablanca and and uh, uh, Gone with the Wind. I feel like it's it's such a mixed bag. I feel like yeah. I either go, oh wow, this is an amazing film, or like, ugh, well that was like taking medicine. Yeah, I, mean, I, guess I think the, all three of yeah. those movies you are just listed long? are great. Yeah, I saw Citizen. But that's my question. Go ahead. Are they all long? No, because <laughs> like Blanc is normal. Well, no, but yeah. So if Citizen you're Kane. going, to, if you're thinking about like entertainment in 1959, like I think they probably were entertained the entire time because yeah. it was yeah. so new. Because there's nothing else so going on. They were like, and, oh look, yeah, a they movie. Don't have a phone, and we have like literally no patience anymore and no attention span. <laughs> yeah. Like we have ruined and, ourselves. So I'm thinking that like all those ones are going to feel really long to us because we're ruined. I don't know. I'm, I'm old. I like slower paced movies. Yeah. I just don't need four hours of yeah. slower paced, but maybe they did. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's true. I, I don't know. It's like true. where, what is Ben Hur like runtime versus all the other movies? That's like my question. Uh, of uh, on this list or of 1959 Oscars. Yeah. No, on that on that list. Um, I think a lot of these are pretty normal. I, uh, but I can't say for sure. I mean, Singing in the Rain is normal length. That's number five. Yeah, Casablanca is not very long. Vertigo it's is not very long. Yeah. Uh, so it is probably maybe the longest. I think it. some of. I mean, these definitely some of these skew longer for sure. Um, but and like Hollywood and, epics were like a genre, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they were yeah. going for this certain type of movie that's very much was yeah, where it's you know strap in. <laughs> yeah. So they knew what this was when they yeah. went in. Yeah, they yeah. Knew. This was the genre was long. <laughs> I mean, that's why there was an intermission. <laughs> I mean, other Oscar-winning movies from 1959 were not this long. They were all t- around two hours. It looks like just from some quick clicking around. So. Um, because Room at the Top was nominated for Best Picture, Diary of Anne Frank. Those are both two hours. Um, the Nun Story. Yeah. I've never heard of these, so apparently they didn't age as well. But like, yeah, these are right around two hours. <laughs> the Nun Story. Maybe, maybe a little over. Um, Anatomy of a Murder. Anyway, um, yeah. So it seems like these are. This is just the epic genre. But um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I saw Casablanca a few years ago, and that. I thought I was like really surprised at how great it was. That, and that was yeah. part of the fun of watching some of the movies on this list was being like, mm. oh, I've heard this quoted. I know almost every quote in this movie just from pop culture. Yeah. And yeah. the movie is yeah. still good. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Casablanca yeah. is just like, we, like, when you first see that, it's just like, oh, literally every line in this movie is very famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. It's the yeah. most it's quotable movie. Yeah. Uh, it's great how good that, like, that screenplay for Casablanca is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Raging Bull, Singing in the Rain. I love Singing in the Rain. I watched Singing in yeah, the Rain again recently. Too. I find that movie to be endlessly delightful. I have never seen it. Uh, really? I highly yeah. recommend. It's really yeah, nice. I, I'm, it's I'm a very good guy. What about, what about Gone with the Wind? I thought we weren't, that that was over. I thought we weren't allowed to like that anymore. Yeah. I thought it was I, too racist. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I never watched it, because I was a little worried about it. <laughs> um, well, they did I, cast actual, you know, black people African-American to play people. yeah well, yeah in their in their defense i guess um she, uh, yeah didn't they also get an oscar for it no nominated i, I believe uh, that one best picture i want to say yes. yeah academy awards no, the acting oh the acting uh it got best actor for kirk label actress for vivian lay best supporting actress 
uh, uh, oh, and nominate. Yeah, two nominations for Best Supporting Actress, including the winner for Haiti McDaniel. Um, so sure. was the first African-American Oscar winner. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's I thought what so. I was saying. There you so. go. <laughs> I was like, I was pretty sure it was the African-American uh, first African-American one. Wow. I mean, she was playing a, a, a mammy, and that's not great. Yeah. It's not super. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's troublesome. Yes. I, re- you know, I really like it. But, but wonderful- like, as a piece of film history, just yes. looking back and going, "Wow, yeah. our- well, so that's what I was thinking was that this list was going to be like medicine, like we have to do this for film history reasons. But yeah. then a lot of these also are like really likable. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I, I still it, like as cheesy as it is, I really like It's a Wonderful Life. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah big fan that's of that great. Uh, the Star Wars number fifteen on the list, like that's a pretty, pretty likable film. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah. There's some good I stuff mean, those, on here. Those porgs are classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number fifteen on the list of best movies of all time. Uh, I'm glad. I'm just. I'm happy they're making more movies like the other ones on this list, and not more movies like Star Wars nowadays. You know, I'm just. You let Star Wars rest where it did <laughs> back in '77. Uh, if if we can just call recent movies classics, then that's what I'm going for. I uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anthony. Remember when you didn't know what that word meant earlier in the show? <laughs> I mean, uh, Annie Hall is on here, and I don't care for that. There are a lot of movies uh, on here that have to yeah. be reevaluated. Yes, um, yeah. Since 1998, certainly. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And so normally on the show, we we tend to watch a lot of things that are like epically bad. We've watched, I think, we've watched more movies that are on the list of commonly considered to be the worst of all time than we have on the AFI 100 list. In fact, this may even be the first AFI 100 movie we've watched for the show, um, which is really interesting. But uh, uh, I thought it was it was really fun. I thought it was really good. Shawshank Redemption. That's an easy answer. Oh, so good. Um. <laughs> Yeah, let's watch that. <laughs> Toy Story? <laughs> uh, Blade Runner? Is, is, or that. <laughs> is Thelma and Louise on there? Uh, I would assume you would have pulled it up and just checked, but uh, no, it is not. <laughs> no, I was going to say, was it a bunch it of white no guys who made this list? <laughs> I mean, yes, that I'm sure is true. Uh, I'm just guessing. Um, it was hosted by James Woods, who's a piece of shit. Uh, yes, so yeah. I'm just going to assume. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would like to do some more of this. So we are going to do uh, coming up in March. We're doing uh, our, our theme for the month is March badness. So we're going to go <laughs> back to the list of commonly considered the worst of all time and uh, watch a few more of those. So we might do maybe we'll do like an AFI 100 uh, April to sort of make up for it. Um, good April, April nice. gladness. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We'll work Brings on it. May sadness. If we could think of a theme, <laughs> if we could make a theme work where it's good movies, I think we'll do terrible ones and uh, and also some good ones. Um, cool. I would love uh, uh, also input from people on Facebook and Twitter uh, just to let us know like what else on yeah. on the list here like is like genuinely yeah, fun versus taking your medicine that we should like definitely watch if we were going to watch something on the list. There's some great stuff. Oh, the graduate! The graduate is so good. I I like the graduate. I've definitely seen that. I mean, there are some things that I don't think are good on here. Like I don't. I think Titanic was interesting, but is not great. I, we watched yeah. that recently, and I was not uh, into it at all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the Sixth Sense is kind of meh. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, so 
yeah so we'll do some more so so let us know send us your your thoughts and uh what we should do on here and what we shouldn't do uh and if you want to suggest games or topics for upcoming episodes go to readersweep.com slash next and you can uh, ask questions and play lightning bonus round now it's time for a minor compliment we're gonna go in reverse order so lisa you're up first what's one more nice thing you're gonna say about ben-hur um oh man but i already said i basically really liked i know that whole water you gotta thing. think of something else ah <laughs> <sighs> man you made me start at the beginning well um you went i don't know if i liked this but it did make me think about the different kinds of accents like why was esther from israel because she's from israel for realsies but like everybody else is british <laughs> i kind of like that we just as a like as a well, people be- have decided that old times everyone spoke british (laughs) (laughs) that's because exotic women are sexy Uh, yeah but but men need to be distinguished men need to be british everyone there was supposed to be from the same place like that (laughs) was that was confusing to me but i enjoyed the fact that we just went with it also like (laughs) this one person's um jewish and this one person's roman but they're both clearly british like it's just (laughs) i like that we just kind of I mean, I don't really like it. Yeah, it sounds but... like you're saying like when you mean hate, but that's fine. That's normal. <laughs> like, uh... I mean, I like thinking about accents. How about that? Okay. It made me think about accents, and I enjoy that is a that is, This is an old school read and weep compliment, um, but I'll take it. Uh, mine is a, this is a very minor, minor compliment, which is uh, on the million fun facts I was reading on the Wikipedia page. One thing they did was yeah. for the boat scene, there were people who had been horribly injured in it, and so they got extras who were missing limbs to be the extras who had been maimed and um that like now you would just cg people's arms off willy-nilly it's super easy to do but at the time they were like i mean look we could put your arm in your shirt and have a fake arm hanging out or of our ten thousand extras i'm sure someone's missing an arm and then they would just grab that person and make them the arm person so (laughs) i like that i thought it was i thought that was actually kind of cool that they that they were working with what you got yeah well it was more like it was like a realism that i appreciated i don't know i thought that was kind of an interesting fact i feel (laughs) bad saying it now cgi out arms yeah the practical effects of a (laughs) real they really took off someone's arm to put him in the scene uh that's not true i feel bad with that compliment now having said it i don't know that was weird i wanted to say that i like charlton heston's chin even though it was attached to a shit person but i had already burned that uh so anyway amanda minor compliment oh god minor compliment um this is hard yeah i already we, said it was pretty been talking was for my... an hour and a half so <laughs> yeah i've said so many things i've already talked about the oil bodies and all of that mm-hmm. oh the uh the scene in the in the ship when they're going through all the different paces mm-hmm. um and there's also rhythmic whipping going on um oh. yeah just it made me think of jesus christ superstar and now i've had jesus christ superstar stuck in my head oh. <laughs> and that's pretty okay i mean one of the main flaws with <laughs> jesus christ superstar is they didn't mention uh jesus's biggest fan ben hur <laughs> how did he not get mentioned they should rewrite it yes <laughs> he was such a crucial character to that story the way that one time there was water exchange and then another time backwards <laughs> uh, that's yeah. that's a thing i i want right, to give a shout good compliment for to the coming guy up with spur, played spur the, the moment anthony maybe you've got a real one the take us home because we're three pretty weak <laughs> compliments uh because it, they don't they don't cut away it's all just on this actor's face and this musical sting and it's just it's a very good oh, like yeah. i can just imagine <laughs> yes. like hundreds of takes like you're not shocked enough you're disgusted you're horrified give yeah. it to me again like they it's just a, he, and he they, nailed it he's just like he walked into that room and i just knew 
something bad was in there, you know? <laughs> That's it? Yeah. <laughs> he he nailed it so hard that when they were like oh, lepers, I'm like that's it. Yeah, yeah, I, that's how I felt. I was his reaction was way stronger than I. I was like, well, but that seems like there's just lepers in places. You'll be okay. Um, yeah, I, I bet they did do a lot of takes too. This is the other fun fact: uh, is over a million feet of film was shot. That's like oh four one point one million nowadays. feet of film. That is a lot of film. Yeah. I think. Right? That seems like a lot. Sure. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would be nothing, right, compared to the hard drives now. But um yeah, when they did this, they yeah, had to like when they edited it, they had to like put a million feet onto a thing. Yeah, they and, were like, hand, cut it hand with razor blades, film probably. and stuff like that. Uh but it didn't have it all like spooled out at once, Alex. Well, it's not like they just had a a pile of a million feet of okay. film and they're like, Oh yeah, just dig through yeah. that. The negatives are over there, we'll find it. well this is why i think it's so long is because it's not that the plot needed it it's that they were like we had we shot a million feet of this we have to at least include six hundred thousand feet in this movie (laughs) we just we have so much otherwise it's a waste yeah they just didn't want to be wasteful they kept it all that's why we got to see all seven fishes of the horse race (laughs) exactly yeah they shot all these fishes (laughs) all right uh that with a whimper is the end of our show thank you so much for joining us everybody uh that's our whole ben-hur discussion uh next we're gonna be back next week so we've talked about for jantiquity we've talked about the greeks we've talked about the romans we've talked about the jews we have not yet talked about egyptians so we are moving over to watch Gods of Egypt. Oh, goodness. Yeah, not a great film, Gods of Egypt, but an interesting one. Uh, so we're going to be watching that to close out Jantiquity. This is from 2016. Um, a real a real nice two hours, eight minutes. Just really nice. Um, uh, it is, uh, it's got a, like a 70-foot snake. That's my favorite part of it. Um, That's I, not <laughs> no, the snakes fight, and they. All right, I see it. Like I said, <laughs> the giant I... snakes are actually pretty rad. What, Anthony? Alex, I do have. I have to run. I have to head off. Head off to work. Okay, so I'm just gonna. Take uh, off. Yeah, yeah. Bye, Anthony. All right, later. Bye. Uh, and uh, so that's coming next week. Gods of Egypt. Uh, thank you again to Abby from DC for being our meat buddy of the month of the week of the week. Yay, Abby! Uh, it's really great that you finally decided to say I love you back to us. And if you want to become meat buddy, reach meat buddies. Um, Anthony just left, but at Anthony Lopez Part Two on Twitter. And thanks for being here at Amandable. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. It was fun. I th- I think uh, if it weren't for you, there would have been too much positivity, and I would have felt all alone. <laughs> I'm always happy to bring some negativity. <laughs> Anytime you need that. <laughs> you made me feel grounded. Uh, and at Abusive Lisa, uh, not usually on Twitter, but that's where they could send you messages about spiders and things. No one should do that. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, thanks for being here, Lisa. Yeah, super fun. Long, but fun. I mean, I used to have people read like 30-hour audiobooks, so this is still pretty... I felt guilty asking you guys to watch this long of a movie, and you guys were pretty chill about it, so thank you again for that. Yeah. 
welcome. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody next week for the end of Jantiquity. Out with the old, in with the old. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>